Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, May 30th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Orbital Command Terra 2.0 space. Let's take a listen. Good evening, all. This is Rebel DeFi here. Hope everyone is doing well this evening in the UK, whatever time of day it is for you guys. I can't hear anyone speaking. Is anyone on the Orbital Command account? Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? This is Edwin here from California and uh, looking forward to hearing more thoughts about what's going on in Terra 2.0. Cool. We've got Finn recording as well. So thanks very much, Finn, at Terra Spaces. Really appreciate your hard work. Great to see so many people jumping on. We're just going to wait for Doctor to jump on, then I suppose we can get started. We've got a lot of the Orbital Command team here, which is great. There'll be loads of time for it people to contribute if you've got questions, comments, or just want to say something about Terra 2, that'd be great. We're going to try and focus on Terra 2 um, rather than going back to anything to do with Terra Classic, just to try and have a more focused conversation. And hopefully we'll be hearing from lots of different dApps as well. It'll be great to get like an update from them to find out what they are working on, whether they're going to be staying on Terra 2 or find out about which chain they're going to. Our friend from Down Under often has trouble joining our meetings, so hopefully he'll be on soon. While we're waiting, we've got... Oh, there he is right now. I can see Invisible's got something to say, so yeah, we'll, we'll bring you up first when we start bringing people up. Doctor, how are you doing today, sir? Mr. Rebel, I'm very well. It's been a, been a little while since I've been in one of these, so uh, it's good to be back. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a big day. It's a big day in terror. We've had uh, the last couple of days, obviously the Genesis block occurred, what, two, three days ago now. And uh, yeah, ultimately today we are going to be putting on a bit of a space to answer some questions for people. I'm not sure. I've just chimed in now. I'm not sure what we've already covered. Have you gone over kind of the, um, the plan for today's session? Just that we're hoping to stick with Terra 2, not really focusing much on Terra Classic. Yeah. Yeah. I think what would be good is just to sort of say like, now, we're going to ideally provide updates on what we know about Terra 2. Uh, we do want to open up a conversation about you know, how we can ensure a positive result for its future. Um, you know, So we will be discussing all things Terra 2, uh, validating tokens, protocols, community, decentralization, and the possibilities that will come with Terra 2 in the future. And so hopefully we can you know, open up this conversation as we travel on and, and answer any questions that uh, do arise. And that way we can you know, end this. Uh, with a well-informed community that is ready to support and continue to, continue to build. Right, so we've got Invisible. He's or she has been requesting to speak since the start. Shall we just start getting some people up to hear what the community is thinking? Love it. Invisible, you're coming on. Hey, Invisible, are you there? Hey, everybody. 
How's it going today? Hi, just coming through loud and clear. Great, great. just touching base, uh, representing the Kui Dao. Basically, uh, just saying that we're going to be joining Terra too. When we originally went to start on Terra, and uh, we were going to be a cross chain through Avalanche and and Terra before all this craziness happened. But we're just going to continue to build on Terra too, and I I hope everyone's going to kind of join in that same sentiment and you know continue to just build on. Terra 2, as we all were planning from the get-go. And uh, if we continue to do that all together, I think we can build an incredible community. Awesome. Do you do you want to start? Is that KeyDAO or KwiDAO? Uh, K-W-I. Okay. Do you, want to, do you want to talk a little bit about your project? Uh, you know, basically, you know, we were focusing on bringing the real... We have a corporation in the real world, um, DCC, and basically... We onboard real people into starting to get into the community of utilizing direct deposit and bring bringing their funds onto the chain because we find that in the past we we build successful things but people just bounce around too much so we're trying to focus with some real world corporations on getting people to come and newbies and what Anchor was was that. In the past, we were able to utilize that, and unfortunately, or fortunately, we didn't get too deep. You know, we got a few clients on board. We were able to bring some people on board and get them used to getting their funds on and feeling comfortable. But luckily, we didn't go full force because we've developed a wallet, and it was all synced with Anchor, and we were going to go full force with the wallet. And literally weeks prior, we kind of put it on hold, and I'm really thankful we did. But one of the key aspects is we have so many people in the real in the real world that are just antsy and, and looking to transform their business and their personal finances, but this thing kind of shook them up a little bit, you know? And we're hoping to be that bridge to bring those people over. And, and basically, we're going to be a DAO that has people from internally, meaning all of us that we're, we're here every day, we're all building we, we, we're very familiar with it. There's so many people that, and it shocks me every day when I'm in the real world and I just see how many people are, are willing and they want to move forward. They see how they're getting abused by the banks and everybody else, but they don't have that confidence. And when these things happen that just happened to all of us, it shakes everybody up and it, and it puts us all back so many steps. You know, So I'm trying to keep all our clients happy, showing them that we're going to continue to build, that this was nothing but a hiccup. And uh, I, I think the more that we all do that, the more we can get everybody to, you know, instead of this being a negative thing, we can turn it into something positive. Awesome. Thanks for sharing yeah. that. Do you guys, have, you guys have a Twitter account that we could sort of do some? Yeah, we just, we just, we just started with the social. I'll start, you know, if you, I'll start posting it a little bit more and more. But there's Quidao, like K-W-I-D-A-O is basically uh, we just started with a medium and a few other uh, posts and you'll start seeing it more and more in the upcoming weeks. Cool. Well, yeah, we'll look forward to that. Thanks for sharing. No doubt. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. All the best. Right, Doctor, over to you. Shall we? Yes, I'm just actually um, Yeah, certainly. Anyone that is... um, you know, has anything that they want to say that is related to, you know, the rebuilding of Terra 2, 
um, that is, you know, that seems conducive to this conversation, absolutely feel called to put your hand up. In the meantime, I'm just having a look through just to figure out if Terra Watcher has jumped on yet, as he will be joining us to speak a little bit about some of the intricacies of Terra 2. In the meantime, if you have a question, do put your hand up. I'm just bringing up Magic B. Hey. Ah, yes. How are you guys doing? Uh, Hey, Magic. Um, Yeah, literally, we just, I literally created this project just because I saw, like, what was going on with Luna, and I thought it'd be a super fun challenge to just, like, come in and try to, like, work together to save ecosystem. Because originally, we were going to drop on Solana, but, like, it's, everything's, like, so established there, so you can't really do much. But I feel like if we work now, we can like rebuild and create a beautiful system. Because like even looking at before, like a good 70% of Luna projects ended up running, rugging. And that was, I feel like, due to inactivity. But anyways, I wanted to ask if you guys had any resources. Because I looked into like the code and it was like super complex, like using Cosmo Worm. So I was wondering if anyone has possibly built before or has any like tips or any, anyone I can contact for help. Because I want to like make a smooth mint. And um, yeah. So I'll this, take, yeah, yeah, Edwin, that's all yours. I'll take on this one. Yeah, so it, it is pretty complicated. Uh, for example, seeing a lot of projects on Solana or like Eve, they have developers on their team that can help them create their own websites. Uh, here in Terra, most projects have marketplaces that help them with the smart contracts and setting up the launchpad for them, things like that. So the First source that I would say is um, you can reach out to Stardust Union. Um, you can also reach out to the different marketplaces like Random Earth, uh, Nowhere Art that are staying in Terra 2. And th- I think they will be able to provide some better guidance for you in regard to um, being able to mint your project. But I think what you're doing is uh, uh, pretty cool. I think that you know we, we still want projects to come and build on Terra, NFT or DeFi, right? So. I appreciate you wanting to come over here. Yeah, no, I appreciate that a lot. Because, yeah, my goal was to end up learning and building on Cosmo Worm. And then I just wanted to, like, ask anyone who already knew how to build, just in case I had any questions. But, yeah, thanks. And if you guys want to see anything from us, let me know. Uh, we're going to be donating over 50% of the Mint right back in the community. And we'll also be creating a nonprofit just for Luna NFT to, like, make sure that, you know, everything's running smoothly, kind of like the Luna, how they had, like, the Terra Foundation, somewhat like with NFTs. And uh, yeah, we just really, I want to make this like a really good community oriented project, you know, not really just to make a bag, but like to learn, establish and build. So like community inputs number one and like, you know, like even for our project, I'm not going to be making any changes without going through community voting system, which I'll show you guys in the white paper. But if you have any questions or anything that you want to see in this project, please let me know because transparency and like community input is my focus. Thank you very much for giving me the space. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. And Magic, do you want to just drop the name of your project? Yeah, Magic Bunny. That's just the name of it. So yeah, this is the cool. NFT project. Yep, pretty limited, just 1,248. Not a large community. Just, you know, build up small and see where it goes. Because we can really build something greater than that was before. Because I can't even lie. Even like the older Terra ecosystem was slightly weak. I don't know, I feel like we can come back even stronger than before. Well, that's what we're all hoping for. Awesome. Thanks for your contribution. We'll just bring up Mandel. Yeah, I just had a quick question because um, before this all happened, I mean, I wasn't too familiar with the rest of the Cosmos ecosystem. And and essentially, like, with, with, with crypto, I 
I had a bit of Luna at Bitcoin, did some Ethereum. And so the, the interface made sense. It's just I didn't interact with any of the chains inside of Cosmos. And so I'm not clear because I, I guess like when there, there was a DPEG event that happened like a year ago. And at that time, like Doquan was like just so different than he is now in the sense that he was really out there in front of the community and he told us exactly what the problem was, uh, that they made this change. It was very responsive. That's why I actually was pretty confident. Uh, and this is, I'm not saying I'm not confident now. It's just, I, I'm, the communication has been really awful. And then I, I guess the question is, is like, who's, who's in control of stuff? Because you go on the governance boards right now on the wallet and there's it's spam and 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 i think there's like something salvageable when i when i look if it's if it's a chain that interacts with other chains but i'm not hearing what the value proposition is other than like we're a big community and then i don't even know what the projects are going forward uh here and and and, and it's, it's we're not hearing from anybody so it's kind of hard to kind of i mean you kind of want to stay you're you're, I mean, seventy uh, percent of your money is in stake, staked. But like, having said that, you kind of get antsy when you see the price go up, and you're like, "Well, should I exit?" Because apparently, like, the market's valuing, you know, Terra two at the same as Adam, and and then you kind of wonder, "Well, okay, that's nice, but then like, what what are we building here?" Yeah, that's a great question, and I actually have uh, Edwin, uh, who's running the Orbital Command. Uh, Twitter at the moment. He's just bringing up a spreadsheet for us because we do have details of all the dApps that are transferring over to Terra 2. I think a lot of the value is actually in the, you know, the ecosystem itself. You know, we had one of the biggest uh, and best and brightest communities in all of crypto. You know, for the people that are on this call that weren't around through 2020 and 2021, it was really something special. And, you know, to start a new chain with that already in place, is a massive advantage to any chain, any other L1 that is trying to start from scratch. Now, granted, a lot of these uh, applications, you know, revolved around Anchor protocol itself and also the use of UST. Now, of course, things will change um, and not look the same as they were, and they can't because obviously, you know, a big hole in that was exploited. Um, but I think, and this is something that uh, I know TerraWatcher will definitely talk more on when, once he's on the call, is the head start we've got is immense. We are now, um, and I'm not sure if it's more than or it may be less than, but we're, we're on par with Ethereum as far as a community that is uh, a chain that is decentralized now because TFL no longer has um, you know, a, a say in Terra 2 in the way that it did with Terra 1 and LFG. And so that's the Lunar Foundation Guard for anyone that is not aware. Um, and so, you know, being a community, mm, a community chain now, uh, there's decentralization that's covered. And it is, yeah, I, you know, as soon as we have this this spreadsheet up, I'm sure we have to provide some more information on that. But um, I think the value is that we've got the, a lot of the infrastructure is already in place. This is why the chain was able to be, you know, launched within two weeks of it being, you know, tumbling down. So. Yeah, I think we'll see a lot of mm, changes along the way that we don't yet, we can't yet tell. This is how technology works. 
we often can't see exactly what's ahead, but in hindsight, things make sense. So as soon as I have that spreadsheet, I'll, uh, I'll provide some details on that for you there. Is there any way, sorry to, it's just like, I hear what you're saying. It's just, I was listening to, I guess, whoever like, I forgot the guy's name, but whoever's like running loop markets and, and, and he felt like decisions are being made in a kind of a centralized way. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I realized, I realized like, obviously he lost a lot. So, um, yeah. but then he migrated to Juno. And then I can, I guess the question I had was, okay, if, if you have, I mean, and they had a very nice Dex, and I think they were very like, they were very friendly. If you didn't understand crypto, you just come sure. in and they, they kind of, I mean, it was a lot better experience than Ethereum. And, and on the one hand, it's like you lose that developer and he's like, nobody's going to come into this thing because of the reputation risk. And, mm-hmm. and then I, I mean, and then I'm hearing that from him as somebody that believes in the community. I'm just wondering if he's, if he's, seeing, if he's saying that out and he's trying very hard not to say anything negative, how many other developers are thinking this way? And then, and, and why isn't there anything on the other side about like, no, we're, I mean, you, you see some twi- tweets of like, we're going to, we're, we're going to be deploying, but what you're seeing really is like a lot of deals with exchanges. So, you know, the, the price goes up and not a lot of talk about like, are we interfacing with other chains on Cosmos? How are we doing this? Like initially, like when Do Kwan talked about like Terra One, we were basically, basically making, or his vision was Anchor was going to be the Federal Reserve of, of, of POS chains. And I, I invested a very small amount, which grew a lot. And, and, and I lost it all, which is fine. I mean, that's, that's investing. But like, I don't understand what we're, what, what's the new vision. I'm not hearing it. I don't even know who I'm hearing. I'm hearing from you guys that this is now going to be the, one of the most decentralized proof of, of, cha- of stake chains out there, which is great. But then, but then my question is, is okay, when you go in the governance tab, it's, it's spam. It's like you're, you're seeing people trying to make fake sites. So we connect our wallets down and like, and then they take their money. So, so I guess the question I'm having is like, well, like, like, who do we go to with questions now? Because before it was like, don't want to be on Twitter or you'd be on YouTube. There's interviews. Now, like who's speaking for the community? Yeah. Fantastic question. I think the answer is like, realistically, it's in the developers that we were, you know, you just mentioned before. So you were talking about Simon or Tom. Simon and Tom are the guys from Loop. And I agree they had, you know, Loop is a fantastic Dex. And I think they were um, slept on quite a lot. And, um, you know, I wish them all the best uh, with what they're doing in Juno. But the reality is these these builders of these dApps, you know, whether it's Tundra, you know, whether it's whoever, whoever it is that has been running, you know, uh, yeah, so Prism and Nebula and, uh, Sigma and all sorts of uh, protocols that have been built on Terra One. These are really intelligent, incredibly smart people uh, that have spent the better part of the last, you know, two years building specifically on Terra. So they know it, you know, as good as anyone else does. And so th- this is the trade-off that always happens when we talk about, you know, centralization versus decentralization. Uh, the the issues that some had with sort of, you know, Do Kwon in during Terra One is 
that rea- realistically there was a central there was a central uh, aspect to it, and so people were looking to Doe as a leader figure, which he is obviously he's a he's a you know he is a leader, um, but if you are proclaiming to have a decentralized ecosystem, a decentralized stablecoin, um, yet a central that not only a central point of failure but also a central point of decision making that it runs contrary to um, that that decentralization ethos. So centralization often is needed in the initial stages, you know, to have and if you want to have decision making uh, done quickly. I think what you'll probably find will naturally happen is there will be some people, as I said before, like your tundras of the community. Um, yes, you know, people like Simon, if Simon Chadwick decided to stay on uh, Terra, these types of people would be the ones who would become the figureheads, the people that would become the, um, you know, the go-to for what comes next in a way. Um, but it'll probably be, you know, more horizontal than it was before. And just to touch on as well, your point about the governance proposals at the moment, that's just because the barrier of entry is so low, you know, once upon a time to put up a governance proposal, it, it you're putting a lot at stake if it didn't go through. And so now because the price of Luna is so ridiculously cheap, you know, anyone can do so. And so obviously you have your opportunists, your scammers, your you know, nefarious people that come on with uh, maybe not so positive intentions. Um, and that's just to be expected. You know, if the price of um, entry, if the barrier to entry is so low, and that's why we have so much, so much spam. Um, but I did get a message. So as we're talking here, Terra Watcher is having some technical issues and it looks like he might not be able to get on, but he is messaging us in the group chat. And he's just saying like, you know, just for some value proposition here, we've got protocols like Nebula, Prism, Sigma. Uh, we've got indexes, maturities and options. You know, these are all going to be unique on Terra 2. They're not going to actually be anywhere else on Cosmos. So um, we are still going to have a, you know, a, what's the word? You know, a point of difference in that, you know, we have these epic protocols that are still only available on Terra. So, so, uh, so like um, we're going to be the more hyper-financialized part of the Cosmos chain. Is that what you're saying? Like I, basically the most sophisticated financing that like our financial assets on I think it's, the Cosmos I think it's definitely chain would be, would be here on Terra. Yeah, I think it's definitely possible. And it's, you know, all you have to, and it sounds like you've been in the game for a while. You know, you did say you started uh, buying up over a year ago. Um, so you had more than enough time to sort of play with the apps. You know what the user experience is like. You know what the user interface is like. They it's were very the nice. best. It's very nice. Yeah, correct. They're slick. They're sleek. They're elegant. They are the best in crypto. And I'm sure that, you know, once once these uh, protocols all make the adjustments they need to, you know, not only survive but thrive on Terra 2, it will become, you know, the spearhead of all, you know, DeFi once again. Sorry, I didn't want to hog your time. It's just one really stupid question. I uh, I undelegated by accident, like a couple of Luna, and I wanted to like redelegate it to you. Would I just have to wait for the unbonding? I could do that, or or do I have to wait for this thing to vest now? Like, uh, if you undelegate vest uh, unvested Luna, what happens? Rebel, do you want to shoot on that one, buddy? Sure. That, that, I think that's a brewing question. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'd imagine you'll have the opportunity to delegate it, but it may well just go into a sort of black hole and not come out until it's vested. So I don't know. I don't know if anyone on the space knows. Um, if you do, you could request 
and maybe come up. But yeah, you could let us know without. In fact, yeah, please do let us know. With just to finish off this topic, um, if if you're not already following Terra Watcher, that's him at Lurk Around Find on Twitter. I would highly recommend following his tweets or following his Twitter account to read his tweets. I'm super bullish on Terra too, and definitely gets me excited for what's to come. Um, we were talking of leaders earlier on, and there has been a leader waiting patiently with her hand up for some time now. So I'd love to hear from Karma at the Galactic Punks to tell us what is going on over there. Hello, everybody. Hello, Rebel. Hello, Orbital yeah, Command. Yeah. And everybody, um, all the friendly faces in the chats. Now, um, you've just touched upon many topics, but I think like the two bigger groups would have been what's the value prop for Terra 2.0? And the second one, where do we stand on the entire decentralization debacle? So while Terra Watcher is trying to join and he might have much more and much broader things to say about the value prop, um, I would like to just add to the discussion about the decentralization. So I've now had like eight solid months of expertise trying to run the like the first and the biggest NFT DAO on Terra. And what else is a governance of a blockchain than just like one big DAO, right? Um, and I can just say that many people think that decentralization is synonymous with everybody has to have a say in a decision. And I think for every single person that has ever been a part of the DAO, it becomes clear very quickly that in order to make actually, um, you know, actionable and I would even say efficient decisions, some point of centralization or at least streamlining is always necessary. And I think it was shown very well within the past weeks. Um, yes. Uh, TFL is still a big presence and I think it will continue being a big presence. I'm in the camp of thinking that it should remain some sort of presence in order for this chain to have still like a steering hand at the wheel, even if we are trying to actively abstract the wheel away in the long term. In my experience, it always needs at least that centralized group of people that drive decision-making forward or at least streamline it. And I personally think it's utterly incredible that we've just witnessed a birth of an entire new layer one um, chain within two weeks. Um, was it perfect? No, it's, you know, Terra 2.0 is heavily impacted by the sad circumstances of its birth. It is now no longer this unifying a stablecoin narrative that we all might have rallied around. We all still remember, you know, decentralized finance needs decentralized money. That might still be the case. UST showed that it, you know, it couldn't have been that money, even though we were close, um, the closest, arguably. And yet, uh, an incredible layer one remains that, as we've already heard, can rival that of, you know, other layer ones, other smart contract uh, layer ones. And I think we will reinvent ourselves. We can now look towards other, you know, value propositions. I think NFTs will thrive because they will finally get sort of like the support they didn't have 
previously in a chain. I think we will become more interoperable within the Cosmos ecosystem. As, as already was said, we will, you know, possibly become that very sophisticated financial financial pivotal point without really having to only limit ourselves to that. Um, I'm hoping for, you know, that Terra will be fully IBC enabled, that we will see the birth of new uh, token standards, like, for example, for NFTs, that will allow us to trade within entire Cosmos ecosystem and bring all this liquidity together so that Cosmos really, really advances as an ecosystem in general, with Terra as one of its, you know, like very, very big sort of like um, pulling horses. Um, yeah, and I, I, I genuinely, you know, it, the past weeks have been devastating. I'm not going to lie, but if anything, it has made me bullish on Cosmos and on its structure because two, you know, like two uh, coins from top 10 of crypto market cap have just collapsed and that ecosystem held brilliantly. Um, so overall, I just think we are finding a new market fit within that structure and we have the incredible power of hundreds of builders and incredible teams to really get us there um yeah just a few thoughts awesome thanks for sharing we love your optimism karma um and maybe later on you can tell us a little bit about what's going on with the punks that'd be cool we've got um the big man black trader do you want to jump in hey what's up guys uh this is shah from orbital command uh yeah i i want to second what karma said um i think when it goes to answering that question of like, what's the value proposition of Terra 2.0? Um, to me, uh, what I what I see happening is like there was the city that was building around this bustling train station or some or some business, maybe some industry that was that was like really bringing building a community in the city because of that industry, um, and that industry or that train station was UST. And UST is no longer there, but that doesn't mean that this isn't a thriving city and a city that's actually, I think, doing better than other cities, uh, you know, around because there was restaurants and movie theaters and beautiful parks. And by that, I mean, there were DAOs, like Karma said, very advanced DAOs. There are very innovative apps like Prism that you won't find on any other blockchain that were doing new, really cool and interesting things. Um, and so there is a huge community built around Terra and I think that's the value proposition. And I think if you compare Terra to a lot of the other L1s, it does have a very large and thriving ecosystem. Um, and then the other huge advantage that Terra 2.0 has that I think really goes undervalued in the whole crypto ecosystem is IBC. I mean, I've been following Cosmos and I've been a big Cosmos proponent for several years. Um, because of the idea of a multi-chain future and, and blockchains need to be connected. There really, sorry, I was getting involved. There really hasn't been any other ecosystems that have been able to um, replicate that kind of interconnectivity. Uh, Polkadot is working on it, but really hasn't done anything to scale like Cosmos has. Um, I've been using Osmosis for the past year, and it's never been easier to work with a multi-chain DEX than the way Osmosis has created their situation. And so I think you've got a powerful L1 with a lot of community and a lot of dApps that are there. And I think that's the value proposition that I see in Terra 2.0. Um, yeah, that's my two cents. 
Thanks for sharing. And I mean, just since we've been on this call, Shao's bringing the fire. Luna is pumping. We are over $9 right now. Um, Karma, do you want to come back on that and then we'll get Hutch in? Yeah, sure. Sorry, Hutch. For uh, I just have uh, one thought to add. Uh, thank you, Shaf, for uh, jumping in. Uh, absolutely agree with these thoughts. This is actually something I wanted to say, but sorry, I got lost in my thoughts. That, you know, previously we even had this entire meme culture on Terra saying that, oh, all Terra alts are doing is just down only because Terra was such an apex asset that we were all dumping everything just to acquire more Luna. Sorry, Luna, I mean. Um, and I think in a very, very bittersweet way, um, this will possibly, the abstraction away of USD will possibly allow some of these very innovative protocols uh, to shine a bit more and these other sub-communities within the Terra ecosystem to shine a little bit more because we will just you know, start to value them more for the value propositions that they are separate of, of what Luna um, as a value acquiring mechanism was. Um, and I, you know, I'm really excited to see this. Again, I think many EVM compatible chains, yes, it makes it very easy to port over code to, you know, build new applications. But on the other hand, I think the fact that for Terra, everything has to be coded, you know, in Rust, the entire Cosmos ecosystem. Um, actually makes it advantageous because we don't see as many copy-paste products as we see on, on these other EVM-compatible chains. You know, this is a blessing and a curse. And I think we, I, I know that we will see many, many new innovative apps um, come to Cosmos down the line. Thank you. Yeah, a couple, couple points to piggyback off of that. So number one, I mean, as far as the Cosmos ecosystem goes and having that IBC connectivity, I mean, really, there was so many dApps that were like on Terra that have been developed. If you compare that, I mean, I've been following Cosmos, the Cosmos chain itself. I've been following Osmosis. I've been following Juno um, and some of these other Cosmos chains. And there was really more dApps on Terra than most of these other chains. There was just so much growth. And it was because of UST, but still there, there was a ton of dApps and products. And I think that's you know, that's the huge advantage is we have an IBC connected chain that has a ton of dApps. I've been following Evmos closely. I'm sure some of you guys are aware of Evmos and they are an EVM compatible Cosmos chain. And I've seen a lot of activity there. And that's because it's easy to kind of copy paste code from Ethereum and other chains. And so I think they're growing in the number of dApps quickly as well. And that's a chain to follow. But I think that's one huge advantage of Terra is that we do have the dApps already um, with, all of, with a lot of these dApps coming over to Terra 2.0. And the other point I want to make really quickly is about the centralization, decentralization thing. Um, I mean, I think we're all big believers in decentralization and that's why we're here. But like has been pointed earlier, you do need a little bit of centralization to get things done at times. And I think that's the huge advantage that, you know, TFL and some of the leaders that have still been involved in Terra 2.0. I mean, we would not have seen I mean, think about what happened in this past month. Like, I was crying under a rock two weeks ago, right? Like, looking at what happened to Terra 1.0. And then within, like, two, within the same month, there's a new blockchain that's already up that's listed on multiple exchanges. You can't have that kind of, that kind of speed of execution to have a new chain up and running and have it actually being traded on KuCoin, on Kraken, on Binance in another day or two, on all these big exchanges without some leaders, some spearheading forces. And I think that's what, you know, the, what's left of, you know, uh, the centralization 
in Terra, I think they got that kind of stuff done. But I do second everyone else's uh, thought that it's much more decentralized this time around. And I think that's uh, a thing for the positive. Cool. I'm glad to hear you sounding so excited. Not heard that for a couple of weeks. A few weeks now. So yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we've got Hutch and then we've got Joshua as well. So we'll get Hutch up first and then Joshua, you're next. Let's grab, um, just real quick, Reb, let's get oh. Josh out. Josh has been waiting here for a bit longer. Sorry, Josh. Sorry, Hutch. You're still waiting. <laughs> no problem. That's okay. I'm I'm just killing time. I can Hutch, you can go ahead and talk right now if you got something to say. I'll wait. Uh, I do, but if you were first, go go right ahead. I listen, I got a I got a uh, an honorable mention. I got two questions and a statement. So why don't you go ahead before me? Okay, I was just gonna piggyback off what everybody else was talking about. And um, you know, I, I do think Obviously, we were working uh, to become decentralized, but we were shipping uh, collectively as a community so fast. And and part of that is because we liked the centralization, the centralization that we had, uh, regardless of what happened. We we trusted uh, who was in charge and that's how we got to ship so fast. And I think uh what Shaw was saying, I think that's part of why we're able to move so quickly. Uh, but I do really love the themes that I'm hearing here that we're going to be, uh, uh, you know, integrating with other chains on the cosmos before I became very Luna centric. I, I thought that uh, multi-chain was the way and we have a lot of allies in cosmos and obviously some of our builders were there. Um, but if you're concerned about centralization or excuse me, decentralization, Everybody that got airdropped Luna, you have a chance, you have an opportunity to re-delegate to who you want. You got assigned a validator, and there's several here on this call. Uh, there's Karma from Galactic Punks, there's Orbital Command, uh, I saw Ryan with GT Capital, and there's lots of great community validators. And I think there's nothing wrong with spreading the love around, and we're going to stand a better chance. Forget the commissions. I mean, we're not talking about really big numbers right now, but if you want this chain to stand the best chance, chance of thriving we need to put it in the hands of people that are doing these spaces on these calls want the best for the chain in the long run even if you're giving up 5 10 15 percent whatever that looks like uh and and i i was very very encouraged to see orbital command saying like yeah it's okay like i saw rebel DeFi posting multiple times like i asked who were who were great community validators and even though he's part of orbital command he's suggesting hey these guys are all doing great things for the chain too and i, I that made me very very happy to see and, and i think that there's a really, really good chance for us to survive with that uh, wag me attitude by putting the decisions in the hand of people that in the hands of people that care about this chain, and by also maybe not being so Terra centric and interacting with other chains. That's all I got. Cool. Thanks yeah. for sharing, Hutch. I just want to piggyback real quick on something that uh, Shah said too. Is that you know obviously with that little bit of centralization there that uh, encourages the speed of development and the speed of listing on all of these exchanges. It's also worth noting that outside of that, there is what, you know, it's brand power. And so, yes, the name of Terra has been tarred and feathered relentlessly across social media for the last couple of weeks. And, of course, we've had millions of outsiders who know nothing about what was built prior to this collapse uh, chiming in with their two cents. But the reality is it's like Terra is a name. and so. Yes, it is being put through the ringer at the moment, but if and when it does come through the other side, bigger, better, brighter, it is going to be, be partly because you know the bad publicity is good publicity. More people know about Terra than ever before, and no other. You know, look at Ethereum, look at the Dow Hackham Ethereum in two thousand and sixteen. You know, no major projects go without their 
and trials and tribulations. You know, the same can be said for Apple. The same can be said for Tesla. You know, I remember te- Tesla shares six years ago. People were like, "Oh, you know, is this still is this going to be a thing? Elon's crazy." It's always going to be, you know, there's always going to be some sort of dramas and dilemmas. I think that this will end up being uh, just something that we look back on and go, you know, we didn't see it, we we didn't necessarily see it coming, but it's created the pivot that created what comes next. So, just putting my two cents in there. With that being said, Joshua, the floor is yours, mate. That was a perfect segue, actually. Um, I, I wanted the, the 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 one mention that I wanted to put out there. Um, I've had. Uh, conversations on Twitter with a couple of people recently who were complaining about the the um, amount of their airdrop that they were seeing in their wallet. Um, and, uh, you know, they were throwing their numbers out there in their tweet. And I noticed that they were seeing 30% of what they were expecting to see. Maybe if you see somebody on Twitter that's, you know, tweeting that out in a situation like that, mention to them to check their staking tab um, because they weren't seeing uh, the 70% that came through that was pre-staked. Um, so that being said, uh, Rebel, I saw some tweets going out yesterday between you and some other validators about a minimum, a proposal for a, um, a minimum commission, commission percentage. Um, I know that, uh, some people signed on because they saw a 0% commission, um, displayed for some of the validators. Um, maybe for some of the people that are a little less exposed or experienced, um, can you speak to what that commission is for? So maybe some, some people can, can feel a little bit more like it's money well spent if they see five or 10% going away from what they're trying to take. Sure. I mean, basically that, I mean, that's how validators make their living from the commissions. So anyone, I mean, at the moment this month, Orbital Commander, we're doing a special 0% commission. So it's actually costing us or costing Shah to to um, run our validator this month. Um, but I mean, different validators use their funds for different things. So some of them, like Flipside, they run tons of bounties. So they'll use their validator commissions to, to then give back to the community. Um, on Terra Classic, we used to sponsor lots of different content creators. The guy who's recording tonight, Finn, is essentially doing it for free. But we used to sponsor Finn with a little bit every month. Um, so, and, and actually just to pay for the validator operation. So depending upon how much Luna is worth, how much Luna you've got delegated, I mean, it can cost up to like $3,000 per month to, to actually just run, to, to break even, running the validator itself. I'm just looking through the list of different validators we've got here. Yeah, I mean, terabytes, they, their production, they also had tons of production costs. They were hiring loads of interns, so they're using their validator rewards to pay people's wages. They've had to cut quite a lot of staff because essentially they're not making anything from their validator at the moment. Um, other, other validators may well just take the money and run. So that's why it's really important to like research who you're actually delegating to. Commission really is one of the last things you should be looking at. I mean, it, obviously it's important. I mean, people like Angel Protocol charge a 100% commission. But I mean, that doesn't mean they're just running off with your money. They're using that money to sort of fund their like charity operations. Um, does that kind of answer the question? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's good stuff. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I had a second question, but I can drop back. It looks like there are a couple of people putting their hands up. I can drop back and raise my hand up later. 
No, please go ahead. I just almost constantly have my hand up because I always have something to add. Go ahead, please. Hey, Karma. Okay, hey, Karma. Um, so Binance is um, listing Luna tonight or tomorrow morning, early for where I am. Anyway, 6 o'clock um, UTC, I believe, tomorrow morning. Um, I, I guess uh, with the maximum no financial advice in mind, what do you see happening once that happens? I mean... I, I guess uh, uh, let, me, let me give a little bit more light on what it is I'm trying to ask. I don't understand how there's a market right now. If 74% of the airdrop is um, is locked and, you know, it, it's, it has to be vested, how, how are we creating a market off of 30%? Does that make sense? I mean, I, I keep expecting a dump to come and it just keeps going up. So, I mean, I, I, I have sold some of my Luna because I thought I was going to be able to sell it and then buy back more cheaper. But at the moment, um doing what I usually do and selling at the wrong time. I'm doing the but, same thing. That, that's that's kind of why I'm asking too, because I think the, I think pretty much everybody's expecting a dump when Binance lists Luna. And I had expected it to drop also. I sold some of mine as well, expecting it to drop. And I'm seeing the exact opposite as well. But how do, how do they create a market off of 30%? How, if 70% is, is locked investing, how is there that big of a market to trade against i mean there's still hundreds of millions of luna out there so and it's a meme coin it's very popular it's it's in the news everybody knows about it so even though there's only 30 percent of the tokens trading in supply there's lots of lots of it's like a hot potato right it's moving around okay in in reality it's just a case of you know speculators are going to speculate and it's just market, you know, markets 101. It's like, it's irrationality. And people just may not know what they're investing in, but they've just seen a price drop of, you know, 99.9999% or whatever it is. And they go, oh, well, surely this is going to go back to a dollar and just not know any better. And so it, it's probably just, you know, it's just irrationality. I tell you why I don't feel bad selling some of it. I mean, as a lunatic, it's, it's atrocious to be selling any Luna, but... One thing I learned from Terra Classic is de-risk. So if I just held on to all my Luna and then the price had crashed, essentially I'd just be making the same mistakes I made on Terra Classic. So me shorting some Luna, and even though it's gone up in price, was still the right thing for me to do for my risk mitigation, considering how wrecked I got the last time round. Um, did Karma, did you want to come back on any of this stuff? <laughs> yes. Um, I just wanted to say that, yeah, I think uh, if we learned anything from the entire Luna fiasco, it was it would be to not put all of our eggs in the same basket, the risk, and not fall into an echo chamber again, maybe like the free lessons. And just on the topic of the validators, I think this is also something that I've learned to do now on our new Luna 2.0. Previously, I used to stake all of my Luna with, I think, maybe two validators. And I would encourage, you know, many people to now consider splitting their delegations just to help out many different validators. And I also wanted to say that, you know, we often speak about community validators. This term community validator is very, very important, but very nebulous and very difficult to define. Now, you know, I think the simplest definition would be we see community validator as someone 
that contributes more than just the just the very act of running the validator. Like people use these funds to remain in the community, either contribute infrastructure or contribute to communication and education, like for example, orbital command with the spaces, etc. Um, but I also wanted to just say that in this in all of this discussion, it's sometimes a bit lost that you know, being a community validator is not actually a requirement. As in, there are incredible validators out there that are very, very reliable, run on incredible infrastructure. You know, you can either have like a cloud computing, like um, basically bare metal node, which is very, very, uh, sorry, like either cloud computing, so like AWS and other providers, or you have like the bare metal node. These are in my uh, naive understanding, way more difficult to actually operate and run. But we do need this diversification of, of uh, infrastructure in order for the blockchain to be as reliable as possible. And not every person running a validator wants to engage a community, can facilitate discussions or anything like that. Just being a reliable provider for that validator node is also good enough. And we need these validator nodes too. Um, but at the same time, we're just trying to ensure that people who are in the community and are contributing extra do get this, you know, just this extra exposure and are visible within the community. Because when you just go to stake, it's very difficult to actually see such parameters because they are difficult to define. Um, so I think TLDR, I just wanted to encourage people to really research um, it's not a requirement to run spaces every single week for a validator node, and neither should it be. Um, diversify also in your Luna delegations, support people contributing in different ways to this blockchain. Um, that's just something I wanted to add. Awesome. Yeah, do you mind if I touch on that real quick? Um, or when I was when I was staking before I was doing a lot of DGEN stuff, uh, I was with a validator, I'm not going to mention any names, that was only charging about 2%. And I thought I was doing the right thing for myself. And then there was the vote on the track Terra. And it was one of the first validators that came out and they voted no. That's for the, the tax software that we were. It was a community grant. The proposal was for a community grant to put out this tax software. Pappy was doing it out of his own time and effort, but he needed a, a full time dev to build this for all of us. And this validator who I had delegated with because they had cheap commissions and they had good uptime uh, voted no immediately. And then they experienced a lot of FUD and, and their response was, I just vote no to any spending. And it what showed up for me is, you know, obviously that's a convenient way of of having a self-serving attitude as as a validator because then he gets more commission if less is being spent on the community uh, overall. And then it occurred to me. So for me, when I say a community validator, they don't need to be running spaces all the time. They don't, but that they're just an active part of the community and they want what's best for the community. So. Um, for me, I, I have enough experience to where, like right now, I currently have my 70% spread out between eight different validators, many of which are on this call right now. And so to me, that's that's the best measure of decentralization. Like I, I know the culture of these eight, what I call community validators, that they're going to be doing what's best for the chain in the long run. Thanks for sharing, Hutch. I just want to jump in on that one as well. I mean, any, I mean, Karma was talking about validators who are running on really sort of high spec hardware um just a little plug orbital command are running a bare metal node with 
all sorts of centuries and stuff. Quite technical. Not, I don't really understand it myself, but apparently it is like top of the range. Um, other validators running amazing kit that don't necessarily like do all these sort of public facing things. I would argue they're still community validators. All all it takes is to have a link on the staking page to a website, which then details what a validator does for the community. And if a validator is running sort of the best hardware, just say that on the website, and that becomes clear that they're doing something. Some validators don't even have a website linked on their staking page. Some validators have a website, and it doesn't tell you anything. So they may they may well be doing stuff for the community, but like whatever a validator does should be clear from their website. I am sorry, just wanted to get that off my chest. We've got Joshua still up. Anyone else want to? come in um just quickly also for people that haven't yet heard or don't understand about the uh, commission there's a lot of discussion about the commission right now there is even a proposal there is a proposal to you know have a minimum commission that the validator has to charge but there is also another proposal where saying we should abstract the commission away maybe even all validators should earn the same percentage so that then users can focus just on choosing the ones that contribute the best because the basically like the, the impact on the APR will be abstracted away. I wanted to just for people who haven't heard, when you do go into the staking tab on your Terra station, when you do click on a validator, even if that validator has 0% commission, you can click on it and it will also show you the maximum daily change that they can implement. Now, that maximum daily change for many community validators, for many validators uh, operating is 1%, which means that validator can only change their commission by 1% every single day. And there are some that have it set higher. So a validator that you chose for the 0% commission could be able to change their commission to almost to or even 20% within a single day. And... Yeah, you are losing what you thought you were gaining just because you haven't really checked. Um, so do so because I doubt every single one of us checks their validators every single day. So, you know, it's it's worth just knowing what the maximum daily change is. And can you yeah, tell us the solid. maximum daily change for the punks? I believe it was on Terra, Terra Classic and it is still 1% daily. Top of the range. Excellent. And yeah, uh, sorry, doctor, off you go. I was just going to piggyback on that and say it's yeah, always worth doing your research, DYOR. Um, always have a look at the validators that you're staking with. If they do say that they have, you know, a 20% uh, daily change rate or something, exercise some caution. Um, yeah, because obviously if you're not paying attention to what you're doing, and, and a lot of people do this, they, they set and forget. So they'll stake with the validator. Uh, they'll move on with their life. Life is good. Um, but they may not realize that the 0% validator that they're with, uh, they bumped up their validation, uh, their API, sorry, their um, commissions to 20%. So just just always be mindful of that. I think good point that was raised by Karma. Thank you. Yeah, and just, yeah, again, like for perspective, the, the validator with the second biggest stake right now, like the second biggest validator by voting power, can change their 0% commission to 20% in a day. So just do not delegate mindlessly. Well, yeah, don't, don't do anything mindlessly, I would say. But yeah, thank you for that. 
sage advice. I can see there's people from various projects in the call. So if anyone wants to sort of step up and tell us a little bit about what your project is doing now, if you're definitely staying on Terra 2 or what shade you might be going to, that would be cool. Um, oh, I thought Ryan had just dropped out. I was going to ask when Prism airdrop, but I don't know if that's something that can be answered right now. Um, but yeah, any sort of Prism update would be cool because Prism is, last time I looked, it was pumping. No, his hand's not going up. Um, anyone else? We'd love to get any questions that people might have. You know, if you're sitting on something, all questions are welcome, just so that, you know, you know, a lot of people can up on these spaces and, and may have a little bit of apprehension around having their voices heard. Um, this is the point of, you know, speaking with the community. We want to hear your voices. And our intention is to make sure that, you know, we bridge the gap between the OGs. So, you know, I look through, I look down the page here, I can see Karma, Hutch, Ryan Lyon, Luna, no, Luna Omics or Zero Nomics now. Um, you know, I can see a lot of OG Pantera, all these OGs, and I can see a lot of new faces. And so we just want to make sure that we bridge the gap and make sure that everyone is brought up to speed and is, you know, feels competent and well educated by the time that this that this is over. So again, there are no questions that are too silly. Well, I wouldn't say that. I've heard some pretty silly fucking questions in the last couple of weeks, boys. How y'all doing? <laughs> Been here, carrot spaces, just wanna let you know. I'm still here. I don't know where y'all went. Uh, I've been recording as many spaces as ever. So, you know, terraspaces.org. If you want to listen to old spaces about the glory days, I got your back. <laughs> How you guys doing? Man, I was wondering who I was bringing up here. I was like, what is this PFP? But yeah, good to see you and hear from you. Yeah, I had to run so good to hear that voice. my unstables because, uh, well, you know, <laughs> Everything uh, <laughs> a little unstable, but uh, I, I do want to mention, like, I, I've been reading a lot of comments, and I know that's not the best for any of our mental health right now, but I'll take the shot for you, and I'll take take one for the team uh, for my mental health. And I just, I, I don't think just because of how long, like, Tara had been around and killing it for, like, I don't think people appreciate what it takes to, like, prop up a new chain it's not like oh we just flip a damn switch and like we're off and running like there's so much shit behind the scenes and i i do agree that like some more transparency and some more communication would be cool but if it came down to like answering stupid fucking questions on twitter all day or like coding i'd rather have the guys coding if it's all the same you know like there's plenty of us to answer dumb fucking questions on Twitter all day. You know, we don't need the big brains and the devs doing that. They need to be coding and figuring out what the hell we're going to do for a new stable coin. Because I've seen a lot of people want a lot of USDC in, and that's kind of what we were trying to not have to do. So, you know, I mean, if you want to suck a bank's dick, that's all you. But I think what we're trying to build here is something a little better than that. So, yeah. I miss you guys. Likewise. So anyone that is, uh, is, is not familiar with Finn or Terraspaces.org, aka the jam hole, um, probably one of the hardest workers, in my opinion, uh, in the entire Terra One uh, ecosystem. So if we were to look back at 2021, we had uh, the rise of Terraspaces.org recording virtually every space that ever took place that was of value uh, on Terra. So again, terraspaces.org. If you are wanting to get a bit of history about uh, what Terra One was like, that is going to be your best resource for that. 
Yeah, and I'll say uh, I started doing this full time in November, quit my day job. You guys all heard the story before. Uh, since then, we've published 1,063. That's current up to today. I just posted a couple just now. Uh, 1,063 spaces for a total of just over three terabytes of audio content. So just there's a lot of content and that's the whole cosmos, obviously. And uh, later in the later dates, uh, some KDA stuff, some uh, secret, some like anyone that like is doing spaces that's crypto, like I'm trying to record. Uh, I'm not like fleeing the chain or anything, but I do feel as like a historical vault sort of thing, like I'm trying to do here. We should have a broad snapshot of the whole ecosystem not just our little corner of it so if you guys see me in like kda spaces and shit like that i i still love Terra. i just you know i gotta get paid 100 <laughs> percent, bro i gotta put yeah man you gotta do what you gotta do doctor we lost your mic there oh did you i was just saying you gotta do what you gotta do and put some food on that table you better believe it right we've got thanks for that thanks for that contribution vin we've got it's coma you want to come up i hope i said that right coma Oh, hey, sorry. I, was, I, I, I stepped out for a hot second. Um, <laughs> yeah, my bad. Um, this might be a really dumb question, kind of, but like, so I technically still have some Luna Classic delegated. And it's, I mean, obviously these APRs like are ridiculous, but uh, I which like I'm withdrawing all of the Luna Classic, but it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't really mean much. But in, in terms of like, what, what do you do with it? Like, uh, it doesn't seem like you can restake them anyways. So what are you, what was everyone doing with their Luna classic, even though it's like pretty much nothing. Are you just burning them? <laughs> buying JPEGs. Yeah. <laughs> buying, buying, buying old NFTs. Like I'm just kind of curious what it, like, I guess my first question is more along the lines of like, why can't you stake them? Even though like, it just seems like it just says like, it can't stake after a certain block height or whatever. Yeah. I, that was as far as I'm aware that's to do with like network security because like it's so cheap to buy a shitload of Luna now or Luna Luna Lunk it could be or it could leave the sort of network open to some sort of malicious activity for not necessarily that much like cash money so as far as I'm aware that's why delegations are closed on that network got it okay so I guess just probably like, can, can we all agree that just this Luna Classic 1.0 is pretty much dead then in some regards. Like, even if it does somehow magically go to one, it's just there's like a fundamental flaw where, like, it just won't work, right? Yeah, well, not in its traditional capacity. It's, it is essentially just a main coin now. It is, it's, it's gone from being the apex predator of DeFi to being, you know, one of the ultimate uh, shit coins <laughs> in a matter of moments. And so, um, I think there, I will, I know that there are people where we've got a developer on the team of OC and he actually pitched a really interesting idea the other day, which I probably can't disclose, but, um, yeah, he pitched a really interesting idea of, of ways that we could continue to, uh, put Luna original to, to work. So I suspect he's not the only developer that's thinking about cool ways to, um, to keep it alive. And I'm sure it'll have its, you know, uh, minor pumps here and there. So I think just as a completely speculative asset, you know, it's, it's probably still worth holding. Yeah, because I know some people were talk like comparing it to like Ethereum Classic to Ethereum, but like the fork happened because of a hack, not necessarily of a, because of like a fundamental flaw in the system. So like I, I don't I get where they're kind of going with it, like by pitching it that way, but it's like kind of like 
you're comparing apples and oranges in some regards. So yeah, that's why I was wondering what people were thinking about like Terra Classic longevity, but yeah, and that flaw doesn't exist now though, because remember it's been halted. So as you know, uh, Luna used to be the uh, absorber of the price volatility of UST because you know, that has been halted. It doesn't you know, UST the, the caps are the same; they're going to remain the same. Um, so yeah, it's not like it's going to continue to be pr printed into oblivion now. Quick question for Karma: When when are we going to change the Galactic Punks pricing from Lunk to Luna Two? That's a good question. I should actually speak to Randa Murph about this. Um, so basically, uh, I mean, as per our announcements, we will not be doing any retroactive snapshots. If we ever do a snapshot, it's going to be... Um, sorry, that was the sound of me visioning in existence. Um, so... Um, <laughs> was that QCoin? <laughs> possibly. <laughs> um, no, but sorry, uh, back to the topic. It's... Um, if we ever do a snapshot, it's going to be announced in advance so that everybody can, uh, you know, adjust their adjust their trading behavior. Um, stop! Stop posting laughing emojis. <laughs> I can't concentrate. Um, um, so when it comes to punks, for now they are staying on Terra Classic um, because we just want to give us a little bit more time us and our devs to figure out what the best way to port punks over to the new chain would be um we don't think this is something that should be done you know just asap like it's not about the speed it's about doing this clever because uh porting this over and creating the new uh, contract on the new chain actually allows us to introduce updates to the contract um in, like basically fix the bugs in the metadata that we had uh, and also possibly um you know it will it will depend on how long this will need but we are really hoping that the i believe the new uh, standard for interoperable nfts within cosmos will be the ics 721 now if that should be ready soon we would rather deploy on that contract because that would allow us to be completely interoperable and your punks would be able to be listed everywhere within cosmos but this is not uh, this is not a promise i'm not even sure whether this i'm actually pretty sure that this token standard is not yet ready um i'm just trying to explain that so far punks will stay on luna classic just because we are waiting a little bit longer to see what infrastructure will look like on the new chain um, but we are working on possible possible migration in in the background. Sorry, Hutch. I was just saying that makes a ton of sense, especially if waiting a little bit longer would give the full interoperability. That would that would be amazing. I was just asking partially selfishly because there were a couple punks I saw that I liked, and I didn't know if I should still be looking at Lunk's price. But if I am eyeing some punks, it sounds like I probably should. Well. Again, I, I personally don't, I'm not a fan of retroactive snapshots, especially when it comes to NFTs. If we do a snapshot, it's going to be announced in advance. If you buy a punk now, it belongs to you. Okay, cool. Thank you. We got Magic B there with his hand up again. So yeah, Magic B. Hey, well, before I start, I just want to say thank you. All this input was like super knowledgeable. And like right before I go, because I won't be able to talk anymore, I just kind of like wanted to just talk about a few things. So like, I feel like, for us, the most important thing to do is like number one, like videos on YouTube and just all over. Cause like even on the old Luna ecosystem, like there's, I wish there was like a YouTube video I could just watch or like a series to understand how to make NFT. Cause like I can go on the Discord 
but I'll have one person supporting me, you know, because there's like just one person really was helping on the Cosmo and Discord. And I think that's like a huge thing is like, it's like we have to develop that like a uh, place where like developers feel free uh, to create and also know where to create. So like that's on our part. Number two, I feel like developer incentives, we need to make sure that we get those ready because right now, like we have the mark, like, you know, people are looking at us. So like hacking packathons and stuff like that is really important or like challenges that we need solved. Like, I think that's really important because those are things that anyone could host. I mean, you know, I think another thing is to just still remember that like we're lacking a lot of things. For example, like, you know, sharding like high TPS, uh, like the developer side, and then like even something like a validator delay. Because what someone could do is they can like bribe, like a validator can bribe you and you could be like, hey, here's like 15. I was like, we're just watching this today. Like they could be like, hey, here's some money. Go stake with us. And then they can have everyone stake with their validator for like 15, 20 minutes. And then for there, they, like they can get like certain like manipulation through that. Um, I can send you guys a link if you want to see a video that talked about that in more detail. But it talked about like how you need validator delays. And lastly, I think like what Finn said about finances. Like it shouldn't necessarily be the most tech sided, but I feel like if we stuck to the core, I think that's the biggest thing. So yeah, I feel like we can all make this come back together and I'm really excited for everyone and good luck for real. Thanks for letting me speak and I hope some of those ideas were solid. Yeah, man. Thanks for your contribution. I love the positivity there. Maybe that's like um some the first um suggestion you had of video series about creating NFTs. Maybe that's something for the punks education neb that you lot to consider. Um, I'd be quite interested in learning more about that myself. Yeah, I appreciate your input there, mate. And feel free to those links you mentioned before, just feel free to add them in the comment section of this um of this particular post. All right, yeah. Yeah, thanks thanks a lot. Yeah, that's my goal. Cause like even like before this whole break, like I can't even it's our turn to like really fix everything that was broken with like the first one and rebuild stronger. Thank you. Build back better. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I've been looking around at other blockchains, and one that really caught my eye, this is going to come back to Terra, but one that really caught my eye was Elrond. Um, so the technical side of it, it's allegedly faster than Terra, more transactions per second, sharding, all this good stuff. And I've done some sort of DeFi on it, and it was way slower than Terra. So... Yeah, I just wanted to put, I mean, I, I've maybe not done enough. Maybe there was a network issue at that time, but I, I was kind of shocked that like transactions were taking like a minute to go through. Definitely something I'm not used to. Yeah, so, that's another yeah, thing. I, I love was, being on Terra. That's another thing I was looking on. Like people like were talking a lot about Elrond, but like, yeah, in usability, like what you were saying. And like, there were like, I don't remember exactly, but there were like some fundamental flaws with it. So far, Radex is the only ecosystem that I've actually seen that's trying to combat the issues. Because they're, like, they're not trying to drop all at once. Like They're dropping their ecosystem in waves. So every year they add a new feature. That's what I was interesting. But yeah. Cool. Doctor, back to you. Anyone else want to come up and have a question, a comment, a query, anything you want to know about Terra or share? Sure. Well, that's happening while we're waiting for someone to jump up there. Just piggybacking on the Elrond thing. Obviously, you, know, we've, you and I have both been doing some research on different chains, just figuring out our best options. Um, to diversify, of course, we understand that, well, you know, any any validators that were in the same position as us and only validated on one chain, we all got wrecked. You know, we had all our eggs in one basket. And so we've been looking at different validate on also um, an Elrond. Yeah, it, it, I haven't actually played with it in the way that you have. I just was actually 
impressed with how active the community was. You know, I put up a couple of polls, I think, just saying, you know, uh, I can't remember which chains there were now, but you know, I think I said like Secret, uh, Elrond and, and someone else, which, you know, which have the most vibrant communities. And, and just, yeah, overwhelmingly it was Elrond. So very interesting uh, that it was slower. I think just to actually piggyback on that further is I think one of the things that made the classic chain so uh, I guess so. It's one of the things that was advantageous about the classic chain was that fees were paid for in you know, a stable coin. The fact that we had a chain built around a stable coin made us made it possible to pay in something that wasn't in, uh, going to alter in price. You know, whereas now I'll, be, I'll just be curious to see how it plays out. Now that we're using uh, that USD is not on the second chain. I'll be curious to see how it plays out because it is the same. You know, it's the same dilemma that many other chains run into, whether it's Ethereum, whether it's you know whatever uh, Avalanche, whoever it is. As the as the token as the underlying native token price goes up, of course, you know when you're making your transactions or paying for your transactions, the amount of that token um, you know, that is being used for that uh, fluctuates. So I don't know. I'll just be curious. This is not really not really. I'm probably meandering a little bit here, but I'm just curious to see where that goes. I'm yeah, 100. I'm curious to see like what projects are launching sooner rather than later. I'm really excited for this um, Phoenix Finance or Phoenix Finance, even though they've got that shocking Twitter handle. Um, their decks, I think, will be really exciting just to see how it goes. And I mean, all as you were saying, like checking out other chains as well. I mean, the collapse of Terra, I think, has been great in some or in in a few different respects but one of them being it's forced us to look outside of our like echo chamber bubble on terra and there's so many amazing things happening in ibc and in the wider sort of crypto sphere so definitely very excited for the next few months you know what i think would also be a really helpful discussion to have if there's no questions that come up uh, right now for anyone it's just Maybe get a couple of people just to discuss um, some of their major learnings. I know that I sat down and I actually <laughs> wrote down a big page of things that you know I would have done differently had I known better. Um, and I'd be curious to hear what others have taken away from uh, their last experience and sort of how they'll navigate this this path forward uh, with a bit more um, maybe precautionary measures. I don't know if that's what Dr. Varkovic is going to talk about. It could well be, but yeah, doctor, another doctor, you're up. Is it Varkovic or Varkovic? I'm not sure. Pizza, PFP, can you unmute? There you go. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, I'm quite a beginner. Um, my name is Chris. That's, that's easier. I just would like to ask you that um, before we heard, uh, sorry for my bad English, but I'm trying to do my best. So before we heard that um, um, staking Ter uh, Luna Classic on uh, Terra Station Wallet uh, is um, not possible for uh, due to security reasons for a while, or is it is it uh, final, or will it be will we ever be able to stake uh, Luna Classic in Terra Station Wallet, or it is not a possibility anymore? Thank you. That's that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Maybe once we've bur burned enough Luna Classic, we can maybe stake it again. I'm not too sure. So, we, doctor, mm -hmm. oh, so you yeah, don't, Chris. you don't, you don't know, um, uh, not even a time frame when uh, it is going to be 
uh, a question again, a real possibility? Uh, probably when there's less than a billion. Uh, okay. So we've got multiple billions to, to get rid of before then. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Again, a few requests for people to speak. Oh, Crypto Ghost is top on the list. We got Joshua his hand up. Oh, okay, Joshua, you go first, and then Crypto's coming up. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I got, I got to run here in a minute, anyways. Um, uh, Luna's trading at just under ten dollars right now, nine dollars ninety eight cents. Um, and I wanted to wait to the end of the call to say this. This is just my a personal feeling, and uh, I hope I don't rub anybody the wrong way with this, but. Um, I just wanted to suggest that, you know, everybody be very selective when your energy, when you're putting stock in a Twitter naysayers and conspiracy theorists. Um, there's a lot to be said about low hanging fruit and the people who go after it. Uh, there's a lot more that can be said about constructive conversation on a path towards new and novel development. Um, I think it's important to use discernment and good judgment and to recognize when people aren't using either. Um, I, I really like the narrative of this call in that I feel like my energy is better, better spent looking to the future and letting the past take care of itself. So I, I hope that all the builders on the call have the same philosophy. And that's all I have to say. Thank you for your time. Love that contribution. Thanks. Yeah, great input there. Crypto Ghost. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we? Very well, thank you. Glad you're here. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I just wanted to jump in and just... Uh, so what a what a what a month and um you know i've probably been in crypto coming up to a couple of years now and um i think the terror thing was definitely you know it's, it's definitely taught me a few lessons you know like i was always kind of like you know get into a few projects and and be sensible but i think i definitely got you know taken with the the kind of the buzz of the lunatics and it, it was a great community and you know all the kind of Luna to a thousand is not a meme and you know, look, I loved it. I'm not even gonna pretend that I didn't. But um, you know, and I believed in what the builders were doing. You know, I'd I'd played around with MetaMask and you know, done some Ethereum and done, you know, I've been on Phantom and kind of, you know, messed around there. Um, but Terra was definitely, you know, for me the the best kind of user experience. So Saying all that, I think, you know, the one thing that I've learned is not to get kind of swept away with, you know, my emotions about a project. That's definitely a big takeaway for me, you know, and, and being far more patient with what I'm doing with my money because, you know, yeah, I lost, you know, pretty much everything that I'd kind of staked. And um, and I must admit, I, I'm still a bit of kind of, yeah, PTSD from staking. So I'm not really, you know, I've I've obviously got my vested coins and I've actually just switched it over to you guys at Orbital Demand. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely left a little bit of a kind of, am I, you know, like what am I doing about staking? I'm looking at Juno and Atom as well. And, and I must admit, I'm not like, I'm not sure if I want to do staking there at the moment just because I've still got a little bit of like, yeah, <laughs> you know, what are you, what are you guys feeling about that sort of stuff? Happy to jump in. Um, yeah, doctor, off you go. Yeah, sure. Look, my thoughts are part of my approach in the future for everything is kind of it's it is a bit more diversification. You know, I'm, I was totally with you there, Crypto Ghost. Um, you know, it's it was a very easy project to be very invested in, and so you know, not only financially was I incredibly invested in it but also you know time and energy you know rebel myself edwin hutch like a lot of people on this call who are you know partly karma the amount of time that we put into uh, this behind the scenes was immense and so um what i realized is 
I was married to my bags and that's, you know, one of the number one rules is just like, don't marry your bags. Even if it is, even if it, if it was what we were, you know, uh, all part of last year and as spectacular as it, it really was, I think marrying the bags got a lot of us, including myself, uh, in a lot of trouble. So look, moving forward, it's like, cool, where can I diversify? Can I diversify across different chains? Can I diversify across different validators? Can I diversify in that I have some stake with validators because I want to contribute to the, you know, the security of the network? And also, do I want to have some sitting in a, in a wallet spare? You know, in the same way that you just said, I, I had a lot that was in Anchor and I had a lot that was sitting in the uh, delegations too to validators. And I was, I was actually spread out across, I think, six validators. And, you know, of course, everyone that was with a validator, we, we weren't able to get access to it because of the 21-day unbonding period. Um, so just lesson learned. It's like, cool, still, you know, still I am still going to uh, contribute to validators in the future, but I will also make sure that I have uh, some just free. It doesn't have to be, you know, I don't have to commit every dollar and have to be putting every single token to work. Yeah, sure. and if I can, sorry, just jump in there again. I, I think one of the things that I've sort of, and I agree with a lot of what you said there, and, you know, it was, you know, there was many amazing things going on and kudos to you guys and the validators and there's so many great people doing so much great work, you know, within within Terra and, and you know, in the back end, so to speak. Um, but, uh, you know, one thing, yeah, is like I've definitely, you know, I, I've got a bit of money. I'm I'm just waiting right now. I'm just holding on and just kind of just, watching and learning again and just trying to go like you know how how, how am i going to get back in here let me let me like and this is probably just playing it a bit less emotionally this time and and kind of you know like you said taking those lessons about marrying the bags and i want terra to succeed so badly because you know you see all the the people like basically you know <laughs> shitting on us from a great height and and i didn't like to see that you know if you're gonna make a joke no problem but you know do it in a nice way because a lot of us were hurting so i didn't appreciate that so i do want i do want you know everyone to kind of rise up and go yeah we're gonna make this work and you know let's see let's see let's see how we go so fingers crossed but i'm definitely being a lot more patient and um you know looking at things differently and um you know yeah let's keep moving you know respect to you guys like and and all the people that have jumped back into terror you know like i'm i'm there and you know i'm i'm hoping that we can all r rescue what we lost and, and move on and, and kind of like yeah yeah just kind of just kind of move it forward so you know respect to you guys and, and everyone that's kind of hanging in there and stayed positive cool i appreciate those words just before we jump back to hutch do you want to say a word on decentralize? Okay, I, yeah, I wasn't going to, but um, yeah, yeah. So I'm part of um, decentralize, which was uh, old Lunafest, um, and yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm actually the media guy. Um, I kind of been doing some video stuff, and um, you know, yeah, we 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 had a lot of tough decisions to make with, you know with regards to just call it even the name with LunaFest and we just felt like it might be best to kind of like switch that up a bit and um you know although we're still obviously you know we'd always kind of talked about doing you know cross chain and we were all into you know like we've got fingers in pies across different chains we're obviously into IBC in a big way and, and kind of you know and 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 we, we we wanted to kind of look out a little bit further because I think ultimately as much as we are all big lunatics we we felt like it was bigger than just the lunatics so we kind of wanted to maybe it was a time to kind of 
go, okay, let's, you know, let's switch it up a bit, try and reach out a little bit further than what we were, you know, what we'd originally planned to. And, and you know, yeah, it's, it's just the mission's still on, the game's still on. I think it was a good time for us to take stock of everything as well that happened. You know, we had some money that was in anchor as well and some some stuff, so we've lost money too. Um, but we've just taken it as a way to kind of go, come back stronger and, and kind of come back better and, and kind of do things um a little bit differently but yeah lunafest is uh <laughs> lunafest yeah, i'm still calling it <laughs> lunafest um decentralized yeah you, you know like we're there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes there's, there's a lot of people putting in a lot of work and um you know we're really hoping to bring something really amazing you know to 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 a, as a festival and a, and a metaverse festival next year we've got some great people involved we've got um this guy joe crossley involved who's done a lot of visuals for um you know, like Burning Man and, and all sorts of cool stuff. So a lot of work going on and, and I'm sure, you know, we'll put some stuff out there for you guys to kind of like, you know, get excited about. But um, yeah, you know, we're, we're out there and we're, we're working real hard. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. So Decentralized definitely sounds like a dance event to me. So <laughs> the, the yeah. event's going to take place summer 2023 in England. Is that right? Yeah, so the event actually itself is is booked for the I believe it's the fourteenth, fifteenth of August, twenty twenty three. Mm. Um, clearly, there's a lot of a lot of work just on the ground at the moment with many many things that are just trying to get straightened out. But um, you know, we 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 like we're looking at artists that we would like to come and some speakers that would like to be there. There's there's a lot of kind of conversations going on, um, you know, and and as soon as we have some 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 solid news to put out there it'll be it'll be out there but um yeah there's there's just i can just say that the team are working incredibly hard even harder after everything that's happened i think you know we really want to bring this because yeah you know it's it's really important to us to to, to bring such a, a great thing to you know to the community so yeah big things coming so thanks for the support as well awesome you're welcome yeah thanks for thank sharing you, no thank you jump back to big hutch with his hand up yeah, so about the uh, lessons learned, I think this touches on uh, uh, what the doctor was saying. Um, you know, in addition to just diversifying, you know, I realized as a community, we would uh, we would FUD or shame people that were taking profits that are near the top because it's like, hey, why are you selling? We're trying to go to the next, you know, level. You know, you're 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 slowing that process. But uh, I don't think that's that's conducive and everybody has their own situation. And, you know, uh, core and satellite position is quite common in um in TradFi, meaning if you're bullish on a position, both short-term and long-term, you might over-position size or you might get a little bit more than you plan to buy and hold to take some profits on the shorter-term move and use those profits to finance the longer-term hold. Uh, and that's something I've done in TradFi for a long time, whether it be with stocks or options. Uh, but for first you know it wasn't an option for me for a couple of reasons one i was like crazy uber bullish luna and the other one there there was that subtle shaming if you will from the community that i i'm certainly not going to participate anymore in the future as far as shaming people for doing what they need to do to take profits um the you know i think myself and some others that um that 
talked about leverage strategies. Um, and in fact, we were doing a spaces earlier today, Sefi, and, and somebody was saying like, you guys need to keep it simple. You're, you're giving people too much rope. Um, and Sefi, Sefi was on one. He was really adamant that like, no, that we're talking about complicated shit and, you know, nobody has to listen or whatever. Uh, I do plan to still talk about those strategies. Um, you know, it's obviously up to anybody whether or not they want to do it, but it was, it was interesting in thinking about it. You know, I thought of why I was so, I gravitated to leverage and I realized I didn't personally go all in. I lost a lot of my liquid net worth, but because I have a family, I have three kids in high school. I didn't go all in, but I was so bullish on Luna. I was able to get the exposure that I wanted to on this asymmetric, what I felt was an asymmetric bet uh, by using leverage. And, you know, I had managed it to a risk level that I didn't think we'd get to. It turns out it didn't matter. Like, it didn't matter what level. It didn't matter if you were all staked. It didn't matter if you used no leverage. It didn't matter. I would have been better off going even crazier leverage. Um, but at any rate, um, you know, I think the use of, of strategic and responsible leverage, as long as you understand the consequences, uh, can still be in play, especially for people that are rebuilding with smaller bags. But I do plan to to really talk more about the risks uh, and just really make sure that people know, like anything can go to zero at any moment <laughs> uh, so that they take, uh, you know, they take responsibility for their own decisions. But I think, you know, as an educator, you Rebel D5, myself, Steffi on spaces, you know, I, I think it, I think people do enjoy hearing about complicated strategies and you should never do anything that you're not comfortable with or you don't fully understand. Um, but I, I, I plan to give a little bit more disclosure there. And lastly, I, I'm of the belief that I think TradFi will probably rebound quicker than DeFi, or at least it'll be there. And there are ways for me to use that. I understand how to use strategic and responsible leverage that'll allow me like arguably like the stock market has been more stable than the crypto markets. I can get some, assets there at a discount, borrow against them in a, in a level that I'm comfortable with to finance uh, a bounce in DeFi when I'm ready. So those are my takeaways. Thanks yeah, for sharing your contribution to Yeah, but so yeah. for my part, I, I'm just thinking I'm only going to be playing with money I can afford to lose. That, that was basically my mistake that I basically yeah, got wrecked with money that wasn't, I couldn't really afford to lose. So and I'm sure there's loads of people on this call that made the same mistake. Taking profits is definitely something I'm going to be doing more regularly when there are profits to take. We've got yeah. loads of people wanting to come up. Doctor, do you want to bring some people up? Uh, I can't see anything on my end. I think that's going to be an Edwin. Yeah. Sure. So Would we, you like people up? We got uh, digital digital data nomad. You're next. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Loud and clear. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, I just had a, a, one comment, and then I just have a question. So, like, I've been in the space for about a year. Uh, Sefi introduced me to it, and I've been very passionate about it. Um, and I mean, I think it's interesting because um, I see a lot of people that I've connected with on Softwits actually, um, for about a year now, and um, it's very interesting to see the the results on people's personality and how they've responded to this. There's some people who have just opted out there. They haven't even looked at their wallets and um, they sound really stricken. Some of them, if you hear them and um, it's really, it's really difficult. And I, I would say 
Um, there's two, there's a few different parts of that. And, and one of them is just, um, you know, it was just, it's just an incredible opportunity to cross the chasm. In other words, to bring disruptive tech into the normie world. I mean, we weren't wrong for thinking that, like we were totally right. And, um, and to the last speaker's point, um, you could take profits, and I did, by the way, because um, I was very skeptical of Bitcoin action, but you could be in UST and you didn't think there was any risk and you were, you were at risk. So, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of times you could just sit back and say, you know, I coulda, woulda, shoulda, and um, obviously the results are hard to, to, to live with, but, um, but we weren't wrong. Um, we just weren't. Um, and I think the other thing I wanted to add about that is um, <clears throat> because of the memcoiners and what's happened, it is a little bit of a hardship to not have safe places to go to commune with the people that, you know, were equally passionate with you because um, it's kind of gotten taken over. And um, I think somebody was, was talking about a little bit of dancing on the graves. And, and so there's some of that. But there's also like not the smartest people, I mean, in the world. And, you know, on top of that, you, the worst part is you, it's very hard to connect with those people that you really want to be able to connect with because, you know, you guys all got it. We all knew the ecosystem. We know, knew all sorts of, you know, the basic strategies. We brought people, we proselytized, we brought people in, and we were, we were on board with it. And we, you know, so that's, that's, a, that's a grieving too, you know, to – to say, where does this community go? Where can we meet where we're not amongst the mem coiners and we have people who can get it? I don't have any problems with teaching the mem coiners. Okay, that's fine. We, we wanted to have more people involved. We actually wanted to cross the chasm into the normie world. So we can't, you know, that's, not, that's fine. Um, but in this time, it, it's nice to have spaces like this where we can kind of talk about the fact that, um, you know, we all got it and we all support each other and, and here we are. And, um, and it's, it's, it's not easy. Um, having said all that, I do have a question about, um, <clears throat> I don't really understand the governance, how that's changed. So um, I, I, like, so we can see what happened with Agora and all the governance proposals, and it's been ridiculous, obviously. And so we can see that when we don't have like somebody sort of centrally sort of managing things and setting a direction, you know, where it can go just ballistic haywire. And obviously we have had direction because there's no way you can bring up a new blockchain um, in two weeks. And the pivot here has been phenomenal and the effort by various people has been just phenomenal. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. If you had told anybody that this was possible a couple of weeks ago, that you could have brought up a new blockchain, airdropped all of these things, gotten the, the old and new tokens listed on the exchanges and be moving forward, they would have said you were insane, um, especially after the casualties that we've had, both mental and financial. But having said all that, I don't understand the decision-making and who's going to make the decision. So in the vision, somebody was saying the vision for the future state, like who sets that? And like, like when you have community decision-making, like everyone's responsible. So like no one is responsible. So like I'm kind of confused if anybody has a vision of how that, that's all supposed to work now. Awesome question. Thank you. Edwin, do you want to come in on that? Or maybe Karma? Just before we 
have a response to that question. I think we might have to shut this down in about 20 minutes. Edwin, is that right? You've got to leave. Yeah, yeah, about 20 minutes, but we still have time for a lot of questions here. Sure. Do you you want to say something on the governance then? Uh, I mean, just basically, I think it's a good thing that there's more community involvement, for sure, that it's not just TFL doing all of the speaking, right? So uh, I think how Karma put it earlier, though, that in order for us to actually make decisions and move, um, we do need a little bit of some kind of leadership, right? And so it, it is a great question, though. It's something that we're going to need to figure out as a new chain and more community involvement, more decentralization, um, all the vested Luna that, that is in the system now. There's a lot more involvement and more people are going to have to be paying attention to the Agora forums and the proposals in order to make those votes. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's something that we're all going to have to uh, experience and uh, some leaders are going to have to step up and provide some guidance. Cool. Thanks for that. Okay, so we're just going to have to go for some quick fire comments and stuff. We'll start with JG and then we'll go up to Zeronomics. JG. Hey guys, how are you? Can you hear me? Loud and clear. All right, cool. Um, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, you, you guys are talking about value propositions. First and foremost, uh, you know, I, it makes me so happy to see this orbital command spaces again. It makes me so happy to see that, that you know the people are coming back to the table again. It's it's because it's these things right here, which I believe is the real value proposition for for Terra and Luna. We have really strong sub communities, and you see this in our NFT market. Also, we have really strong sub communities, but like we have real strong protocol sub communities and real strong validator sub communities, and like it's these smaller groups which I really think makes Terra and Luna a a really unique project, right? It's like the sub-communities, I think, are going to be a a big narrative. I know they are in NFTs for for Luna, but I think they're going to continue to be so, especially in DeFi, as this new Luna uh, takes shape. Um, So I'm super happy to see you guys doing your thing. I'm really happy to see Rebel DeFi sounding good again. And, uh, you know, Dr. Doscon, I'm I'm happy to see you guys doing your thing. Um, The only question I had, is I had two different wallets. I had mostly everything in AUST. Um, I had 86,000 in one wallet of AUST and I had like 5,000 in another. And what I got back on both wallets, they don't match up like at all. Like I got 111 vested Luna from the 5,000 and I got less than a thousand from the 86,000. So I don't know where to go with that or who to talk to about that, but they don't match up. Sounds a bit of an odd one. There's There was a nice post from Zion from the Orbital Command, who's also in TFL. He wrote sort of down the the sort of the, the figures that, that will allow us to sort of work it out. Um, I'll, I'll, yeah, just hit me up on DMs and we'll, we can maybe go through that. Rebel, could you post the 1-800 number up to the top? Support line? <laughs> Sure thing, Hutch. You, you've got you've got my number anyway, man. Yeah, yeah okay, I'll, so find that, I'll find that post now for you too, JJ. I'll, I'm just scrolling through Twitter. I'll tag you in that post so you can see what Zion's put up. So, you know, we made a calculator. Uh, uh, Thomas, he actually works with Orbital Command. He's a dev. He took those figures and made a spreadsheet. And when I input those numbers, it's supposed to be like 2,400 Luna. It's like 
you're supposed to get like the AUST is like 0.002, something like three, seven, whatever little number it is. And it's, it's literally like one and a half times less than like what the figure is based on those numbers. And Thomas, that month, yeah, we, all we could do with Thomas is Thomas right now. Is Thomas here now? No, no he's, he's not here right now, but I mean, he's the one that created the uh, spreadsheet based on the num- those figures. Your guys is gotcha. You know, you know, I'm talking yeah, yeah. about, right? Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. He's probably a better person to be talking to, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, he's the one that gave me the spreadsheet, but I just don't know who to talk to because these numbers are so, so wonky. Like on the 5,000, it, it, it adds up. Like the numbers make sense. But on my other wallet with the 86,000 AUSD, it's like so, so short. Like I don't even know what to do about it. That's something we'll consider as a team and work out what the next step would be. Uh, personally, I didn't even do any sort of calculations, but mine looked semi reasonable. So I just assumed it was right. Uh, but yeah, we, we'll discuss that as a team and then come back to you, JG. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. Okay, 15 minutes left. Not heard from him for a long time. Hope you're doing well, sir. Zero Nomics, do you want to come up? <laughs> yeah, how's it going? Hope everyone's doing good. Orbital, Orbital Command, thank you for putting on this space. Uh, it's nice to hear everyone's voices and uh, hear that everyone's doing relatively well. Um, just wanted to uh, just wanted to share, um, just personally, I, I guess some of the lessons that I've learned. Uh, one is diversification. Um, I think I had way too much 90 some odd percent uh, everything in of my liquid net worth in uh, Luna. So I think going forward, just like a lot of people said on this call, uh, they've learned to uh, take profits and diversify. So that's um, something that I'm going to be doing. Um, One thing that I think uh, is incorrect that a lot of people are saying on Twitter is that leverage was um, was cause the death spiral and that's not true at all i think uh, leverage used wisely is still one of the best ways to accumulate wealth and going forward i'm i'm using leverage right now um on kucoin um with with some of the um some of the the luna that i sold to diversify into bitcoin and some other altcoins um so i i just want to encourage uh whoever's listening and you know whoever's feeling guilty about i mean i went through probably two weeks of just calling every single person that i helped get into this ecosystem and just you know try to find out if they're okay and um just some a lot of sad stories you know of what happened in the past couple weeks but um i think for me what what helped uh, uh, mentally um was to realize that you know we didn't lose money. It was, it was stolen. It was taken uh, through an exploit. And so there's a big difference between, um, you know, something being stolen and, and you losing money. Like if someone breaks into my house and steals my stuff, um, it was my fault for not, you know, putting a better security system in place or whatnot, but um, I didn't lose my money. Someone took it. And I, I think that that is a big differentiation mentally that, uh, because it it takes responsibility off yourself, uh, you didn't lose it. Um, you're res- we're responsible to take precautions and to diversify and um, and those different kind of things, um, especially in DeFi. Because I, I the responsibility is to make sure that we, we don't get exploited because it's an unregulated market. But um, it was uh, bad actors that. T- 
took advantage of a vulnerability. And so um, I, I think that helps the situation to know where the re responsibility lies. Um, and, and then definitely um, one of the major things and the reason why I changed my, <laughs> my uh, name to Zeronomics is I, I really look at money as something that, that is, um, you know, at, at the en end of my life, I'm going to lose everything anyway. So uh, a big lesson that I learned is just generosity. And, you know, when I had, um, you know, millions and millions of dollars, um, the thing that I feel the best about is like what I gave away and how I helped other people. And I think going forward, um, I'm going to keep, you know, Zeronomics as my whatever title or phrase, because it reminds me that um, life is going to zero and I want to be generous with what I have. So, um, yeah, and I, I've never found a community as generous as, as this one. And I kind of feel like, uh, I don't know, it, it, it's kind of been diluted because so many other people have come into it. Uh, so I really do appreciate these spaces and uh, just to hear some of the, the OGs um, of the Luna community. So, uh, yeah, just I, I look forward to jumping in on these and, and listening to the development. And I also think it's just an amazing thing. Uh, one last thing before I check out is it, just uh, I'm so impressed two weeks time. I mean, Luna was at zero two weeks ago and, and now there's airdrops to a lot of people in the community and um, listed on centralized exchanges. And um, there's a lot of talk about, well, the value proposition is is not the same. Um, and I, I think like two weeks, I mean, you got to you got to give you got to give a lot of credit for what has happened in two weeks time. and uh, even for DeFi, this is light speed to to relaunch a chain and to airdrop to a community to get commitments from developers to get commitments from uh, centralized exchanges. Um, and to me, it's it's survival before stability. And if we can just you know if we've we're surviving after two weeks, um, I think you know the next two years is very very promising. And um, yeah, I think. Uh, just the leadership that Doe has shown. And I know that's, you know, a lot of people are, are upset with him and different, different ones. But um, if, if he really wanted to rug the community, there wouldn't be any airdrops or any of these things. So I think the intentions of, of Doe, um, you know, I'm just, I, I like to believe in people. I like to, um, to think the best of others. And um, I'm, I, I'm just, you know, um, along for the ride. I'm going to diversify, but I love Terra. I love Luna. And um, I wish you all the best. I wish us all the best in the future. And um, I'm not going anywhere. So I'll see you guys around in other spaces. Awesome. Thanks for that contribution. It's brilliant to have your positive energy and attitude in the space with us today. Got time. Doctor, yeah. Oh, just real quick on Zeronomics there. Um, you know, you provided a ton of value throughout the course of last year. And I know that I actually owed a lot of what I'd made uh, to you as well. And, you know, just to provide quick things that I learned is um, just around having different wallets, you know, um, rather than having uh, one wallet that's dedicated to everything, um, particularly when once you're using leverage, I think it's a really smart move to uh, maybe have a wallet that uses leverage and one that doesn't, one that stays kind of out of all the risky stuff and then a high risk wallet because ultimately yeah, concentration, concentration into a really uh, solid asset is 
you know, as was evidenced by yourself, uh, you know, going to five mil or whatever it was last year. I saw it with my own holdings. You know, I concentrated a lot on uh, Terra and used leverage, and it, and it, yeah, it amplified massively. And so I think just de-risking a little bit um, with different wallets uh, is really the key play there. So thank you for your uh, tips and info last year. It definitely assisted me on my journey. Thanks for sharing, Doctor. Right, I think Edwin's going to have to drop off soon for his day job. So let's get Bernardo up, then Trevor. Sorry, Madman, there may not be enough time. We shall see. Bernardo. Hey, thanks a lot. Um, almost forgot that I had requested. I don't know that I can add a whole lot. A lot of great uh, comments, contributions. Um, I think from my perspective, you know, someone said it already. You know, a lot of projects, companies have risen from the ashes. Um, you know, it's really going to come down to the community. I mean, Terra has one of the strongest communities, always has. And, you know, if you look at a Dogecoin, which was started as a joke, but the Doge army was always strong. And I think, you know, coupled with the lessons that we've all learned to diversify, you know, you can still support this chain without having all your eggs in this basket. But it, it really is going to take the community rallying around this chain to uh, rebuild it. And I think, you know, even from my perspective, I'm not I'm not a contributor to the degree that I'm, you know, hosting spaces or, you know, got a YouTube channel or anything. But I do try to jump up in these spaces and ask questions and, and just, you know, maybe someone has a similar question. Um, and if nothing else, I think what I what I think I'm going to try to do more of is just really contribute as a member of the community, um, you know, in, in whatever way I can. And, and I think the more that we can just continue to support this chain, hopefully that will uh, provide some sort of resilience. I mean, clearly the market moves with with big money, as we saw with the demise of uh, the classic. But, you know, this is almost the cost that you have to pay to, uh, to kind of learn the lessons in order to, to keep moving forward. And it really does take the, pro the positive mindset that we just heard to uh, continue to trudge forward. So, you know, as much as we can, we have to really leave the debacle in the past. And, uh, you know, there's always another opportunity. You know, there's always another way to to make money, create new opportunities. And, and you know, we have to really leverage this community. Many of us have been, been here for years. Many of us are new, but it, regardless of time spent, it is a strong community. And I think it just, it's going to take us continuing to rally and, and provide that support so that's it thanks for your yeah. contribution sir yeah can i just add one thing there red real quick let's go sir go I'd love to, yeah yeah i'd love to just say that um you know the opportunity bernardo the opportunity of lifetime comes around every week in crypto and i think you know the current timing of the collapse of Luna is actually quite a good time because it's you know if we're looking at things on a longer time scale or a longer time frame. I think if we if we build and we set things up right over the next two years uh, before the next Bitcoin halving, I think we'll be in a very advantageous position at that point. And so it really does come down to the community level um, and just engaging with other people and obviously, you know, education, which is one of the things that we aim to do here. And so, yeah, I think the silver lining will reveal itself in the next couple of years. Cool. And then we've got Trevor with the last word. Over to you, sir. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, I kind of forgot that that I was up here. Um, but yeah, good to, good to see all the familiar faces. Um, I, I'm like cautiously optimistic. I think we all have to be cautiously optimistic as we build forward. Uh, all the builders are still here. They've been quiet because you know we've been really trying to fucking build. Um, and, and there's been so much support from the community. So I, I can't thank you all enough. But I'm uh, really excited to 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 move us all forward. But um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take all of us together <laughs> uh, to really solidify a vision. So uh, glad to still be with you you all. So uh, cautiously optimistic. Don't don't FOMO and don't like fall into the same like culty behavior, please. That really did get us in trouble a little bit. So uh, cautiously optimistic is my position. Uh, and um, yeah, really looking forward to to see where where we end up here. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, sir. You said that phrase three times. I love it. Cautiously optimistic. I think. You're gonna hear. It. You're gonna hear it a lot from me. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent phrase. Right, I'm, I'm definitely feeling a lot more positive than I was at the start. Doctor, do you want to close this thing down? Edwin's got to get to his day job. It looks like we lost Doctor. So oh, he's gone. <laughs> I'll I'll just say my last words and then you can go rebel. But yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that participated here today. And uh, we look forward to continuing to do what we were doing with Terra Classic, just regular Twitter spaces, bringing up new projects and seeing all the innovation that's uh, being built in the new Terra. And of course, if anybody needs help with anything, we have our Discord. You guys can come in and, and our bots are still on there providing support. You know, Rebel, myself, um, and Terra Watcher, we keep contributing to the conversation there. And uh, obviously the YouTube videos uh, with education. And I think going back to the point that we made initially is that we learn diversification. So within Orbital Command, we're looking at expanding our um, uh, DeFi strategies as well. So you'll be hearing more about what that means uh, from our perspective uh, but yeah just uh, I'm, I'm excited to to just uh, continuing to um, build in Terra and uh, also explore other blockchains um, but yeah go ahead Rebel great to see everyone here tonight the old faces and the new thanks very much for recording Finn we'll see you next time good night bye everyone thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Terra 2.0 space hosted by Dr. Doscoin, Rebel DeFi, and Edwin Monroy of Orbital Command. Recorded on Monday, May 30th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Rolling down the street in my 6-4 I never had a 6-4 A kid can wish though I snapped a wishbone and grabbed a fistful Chilling with the dopey this of weed is all I wish for I'm feeling blissful I got a missus My ginger always down to ride no matter what the mission I'm singing this song Got a couple albums out We do alright but it ain't really shit to write home about Like to feed the fishbowl Keep my stories mystical I like my beats boom bap and rap to be lyrical I'm feeling cynical Craving a little ritual Save my place in line while I try to find a miracle I keep looking and looking and looking, but never find nothing. We've been lied to, thinking this surprise under super secret lies. Motherfucker sneak inside, going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die.
branches Trying to stay offensive Trespassing here like this land looks expensive Ain't no time like the present Trying to stake a claim Just make sure your claim stays away from all these other claims We're almost kinda running out of land here Living in the day of the dead and it's damn weird Same teams y'all, we just trying to get a bite to eat A little rest saved up, waiting for my time to sleep Head down, middle fingers up, yo I'm wide awake Never hesitate to stay about a hundred miles away Seven times in space while I wrecking ball the place I expect you all to play, running marathons today When the sick get sicker and the rich get richer It might be about time to rearrange our dinner Fix the system, the shit it's all nixed Waking up early gonna suck today's Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die Totally gonna take care of Angela, man. He's he's great. He's a wonderful lab partner, so it's gonna be cool. We'll keep an eye on her. Why don't you go fuck yourself, you weird little prick? I'm a teacher, okay? You can't talk to me like that, guy. I'm not a student, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Imagine a world in which an old dying man's last dying wish is fulfilled. Alexa? Can you play that one Cephi space where he clowned all the Safe Moon and XRP bag holders and then told everyone to buy Luna because it was going to a thousand? I'm, I'm confused why we're not talking about the fact that you can easily like 300x your money on XRP. Like, you know, I son, I remember a time. And it's Alexa, enough. I'm trying to reminisce now. I remember a time before TerraSpaces existed, when things that were said on random Twitter spaces would just get lost to the proverbial black hole of time. 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 That's the best bet. <laughs> Why isn't Luna in wind turbines? Hey, guys. Though? I'm reading all about these wind guys, turbines. Guys, do you mind if I explain Cardano a little bit? Because I've been in Cardano since like 2018, and I can do a full breakdown. Um, just when you thought it was safe to shill shit coins. Oh my god, you guys, I don't know what to do. So much blood. It's so red. From the creators of Your Exit Liquidity, in association with We All Love to Hear Ourselves Talk, Inc. For more information, go to terraspaces.org slash donate. Spaces.